Welcome to Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. Lots to talk about in the show today, other than total fire bands. I mean, that's not the funniest part. We'll try and find something. Or it's a lot of very unsavoury things in the show than news today. We'll try not to get to those. But what we will get to, Cam Knight, is Animal Attacks Part 3. This is epic. This is the ongoing unwanted saga. <laughs> where for the last three weeks, you and I have been hypothesising how best to survive a particular animal attack. Well, I think but, it's important. The people need it. They, people, they need to hear this. Well, of course, because most, most people are going to come up against... Um, Rogue elephants, yep. um, bears, leopards. lions, leopards. Yeah. Uh, what's happened slowly, though, we're going down the jungle order, and I think we're up to meerkats now, so <laughs> stay tuned got some for good that. Ones in there. Yeah, absolutely. But next we're going to be talking about truancy, or as wagging, as we know about just it. In before, the 90s. Just before, as I like to call it, my normal day at school. It's been comedian. <laughs> just before we get to that, uh, oh, yeah. Mez, are we going to address uh, the elephant in the room? What, the fact that Cam doesn't have any sleeves yeah. on? Yeah. What? What's what are you wearing muscle teeth yeah. for? It's a hot day. It's 32 degrees out there. Yeah, I'm it's wearing a high a allergy day. We're on alert. I'm in thongs oh. and a sleeveless shirt. I'm sorry. You're, what are you, allergic to sleeves? Mate, you get me on a regular <laughs> payroll, I'll dress appropriately. Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Shoppers are concerned about the high number of teenagers constantly loitering at West Point Blacktown Shopping Centre. Okay, Cam, so what's going on is some local kids starting mm-hmm. to form youth gangs, I call them. Yep. Uh, gangs of youths, youth gangs, hanging out of the shopping centre, scaring old people. When I say old people, I mean people about our age. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're, we're there. We're already in that bracket, aren't we? I'm at that age now where teenagers oh. worry me a bit. <laughs> what are they planning I'm over at... there in the corner with their skateboards? Exactly. I'm not yeah. quite at that age where, you know, I'm old enough that I'm fearful of teenagers. Yeah. But I'm at that age where now they concern me. I hate the fact that, like, when I was at school, I was worried about what they thought of me if I was cool enough. And now I'm at that point again. Like yeah. there was only a small window between my twenties and thirties yeah, yeah. where I was like, I'm fine. Now yeah, it's yeah. like, now look at them. They're judging me. They Isn't it funny? Me. You go from one of them to fearing them yeah. so quickly. Oh, no. Well, Blacktown police have conducted operations with the education department to find students who are avoiding school. Essentially they're just wagging and yep. the, the center management said that West Point works closely with local schools and the police to support their truancy management programs. But were you a wagger at school? Did you wag much? I think everybody wagged at some point. Yeah. I, I got it pretty good in year 12 where I could I got a day pass per day because I could just walk back to my house and have lunch at home, Oh, which was that's great. That's the dream. And you just go back and you that's know, the dream. just kick back, watch some TV, do what you need to do. But do I, got, you know, I actually I uh, formed a relationship of sorts with this girl yeah. um, who I didn't really like at all, and she but she lived on the same street as my school and she was renowned for having a really delicious biscuit barrel. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> that's not a euphemism. What sort of biscuits she, are in that oh, barrel then, Vince? Oh, Monte Carlo. Just, <laughs> the and, creamy oh, one. So oh, creamy. Yum. Just a couple of very large barrels of biscuits and they were creamy. And yes. I'm not, it's not yes. a euphemism. Yes. Anyway, so she lived near my school. So I used to wag every day so I mm-hmm. could go and eat the biscuits at her house. Mm. And then she ran out of biscuits and I was like, well, we're finished. Did you? <laughs> it's no, over. Seriously. Yeah, it was over. On to the next biscuit connoisseur. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get busted? Um, I got busted once when I was, this is interesting, I was on the train. I'd wag, because I wagged school uh, for year 11. Mm. And, um, <laughs> no, like literally, I think I wagged in my first year of year 11, because I did mm. two years, because obviously I wagged, the, I was so successful wagging the first one. Yeah. I reckon I would have wagged in total about three months, and I never got caught. Like they, the school never rang 
my home and said, mm. hey, Merrick's not at school. Because I think genuinely the teachers were so delighted that to not around. see me. They're going, Merrick's not at school again. Don't say anything. Don't call his parents. He'll come back. <laughs> so they were just like, just let him wag. We know he's a no-hoper. We'll just Get let him, him go. Get He'll probably out. end up in show business. And so uh, one time I was on a train and mm. I was coming home from the city and uh, I was just pulling into my train station. I went, oh. Easy, three o'clock mm -hmm. at the right time. I'll arrive home at the same time as usual. This is the perfect crime. Mm -hmm. And I look at the end of the train carriage and sitting there is one of the teachers from my school just oh, looking no. at me. And we just made eye contact and I was just like, oh. G'day, mate. I'm screwed. Yeah. And here's the thing. They never, ever reported me. Oh, really? I never got in trouble. I was waiting to get in trouble. I never got in trouble. And I, my theory is that they were wagging school He was wagging well. too. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You busted a wag teacher. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, looked at you and gone, I won't say anything if you don't say anything. Exactly. That was it. I thought, you know, I thought, afterwards I thought, how sad the teacher has to catch a train to wag. <laughs> You've got a car, you loser. And that would explain the A pluses from then on forward, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, did you, So did you ever get caught wagging? I got caught wagging dinner. I was in a boarding school. So we used to have a, a recce room with a pool table and a TV and stuff. And we didn't want to go into so, dinner one this night. A, uh, Hugh Hefner's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did very well. Um, don't worry, I got expelled from the joint. But uh, we, we used to, we tried sometimes not to go into dinner because we just, you know, weren't hungry, having fun. We wanted to play pool. And one yeah. time me and this other guy um, didn't want to go into dinner. So we just thought we'd wait in the recce room. And we were playing pool. And then we just both needed to go to the toilet really badly. And we didn't want to go down to the toilets because we knew they'd do a sweep of the toilets and we'd get busted. So we pushed the, t the pool table up against the window and we were standing on the pool table urinating out of the window. <laughs> oh, and urinating. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a for yeah. some reason, I just went straight to number two. I know. And I... Um, a couple of billiard balls out the back. <laughs> we, got, we got busted, obviously, by one of the boarding house masters who then stormed us down to the the main boarding house uh, master's room and it, it, we both got the cane. Oh. We both got the cane for oh, doing that. that that's yeah. the weirdest thing. Uh, you boys have just been showing your privates. Come to a place where nobody can supervise me hitting you with a stick. <laughs> On your bot bot. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is not weird or anything like that. This but... hurts me more than it hurts <laughs> you. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've got to put something in my mouth while I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Creeps. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We just just really sledged off your teachers there. <laughs> Here I was talking about wagging. I want to I want to know one triple three five three guys. Let's light up the fines. How were you caught wagging? Because let's just assume that everybody who listens to Triple M has wagged a lot. And if you did get caught, how did you get caught? Did you get caught by your parents? How did you get caught by mm. school by teachers? How was your undoing when you were playing truant? How did you get found out? One triple. Wonder if anyone had their Ferris Bueller moment where they were on. Ooh. They just got done on TV. Oh, oh yeah. that's amazing! That was such a good movie. I really related <laughs> to that film in so many levels. I wanted to touch his girlfriend too. <laughs> oh, what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was me. <laughs> That's not the song we're playing. Oh, now. okay. <laughs> I thought that's I'm what you were going just, to. I, I, I took my cans off. I sit back. I just go, let's just do this. This feels good. And then you ruined it. Taking your calls, one triple three five three about truancy, about wagging, and how you got caught wagging. Because some kids are being t uh, caught wagging at the uh, Blacktown Shopping Centre at West Point there. Are being caught by the police and uh, the truancy officers because they're starting to form gangs. What are they going to do? Are they going to like put ankle bracelets on these kids? Is it going to be like Lindsay Lohan at school now? I'd I'd be happy to see that. Yeah, would yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty full on. Yeah, I know. Or it could be like Running Man. You just put it around the neck, and if they leave the school, bang. <laughs> <laughs>
what? Yeah. Even boys would still go, no, I'll take my chances. Oh, Whereas if you said, what we're going to do is we're going to put one of those exploding bracelets <laughs> around your downstairs. They go, oh, oh no, well, I'll say No, I'm happy to do ceramics. <laughs> Truancy officers would have to be the kids' version of parking inspectors. Yeah. They? Oh, for yeah. sure. They're mongrels, Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you've got no power, but you've got authority. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And the moment the kids figure out that you've got no power, it's over yeah. for you. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And we've just instructed them that they have absolutely no authority. <laughs> Wagging's good, kids. Let's move... <laughs> no, it's not. Dumb. Let's get to Jane in Karen's Hill. Hi, Jane. Hi, how you going? Yeah, really good. How did you get caught wagging? Oh, it wasn't me. It was my friend Belinda, who has the most super strict father called Merv. She got Oof. caught twice. Once, um, she was near the Siebel townhouse. It was back in the days of the Bruce Springsteen born in the USA tour, and she had an album, and she wanted it signed. She's supposed to be at school, so she's stalking the Siebel townhouse, and out he comes. And they were her and her sister were like Rip Bron were really weary all day, like that there was a lot of, you know, media around trying to hide from the media. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as Bruce came out and came over, that was it. They were on the they were on um, the news, oh, national no. news that night. Oh and Merv hates getting that. their pictures taken and the album signed. Oh and no. Then, I know. Merv's at so home. He's Linda, got his feet up after a hard day's work. Just and peeling his... back that moustache of his because no doubt he had one. He's, just, he's playing with his moustache and he's lost yeah, it over he's got, to his new. He's got some quiche stuck in there. It's not happy, Merv. <laughs> he was a shocker. He was hilarious. Yeah. Heaps of funny Merv stories. But another time she went to um, stalk out U2 and it, um, they camped out for two weeks to get um, front row tickets. Yeah, your friend Belinda's and, a real worry. Is yeah. what I've started to read from this. She's, <laughs> and also, she's a bit terrifying. Did actually. Merv know where she was camped yeah, out for two, for two weeks? She's going to notice well, when your daughter's gone missing. Two, they took turns for two weeks, right? So a oh. couple of them would do like one night and another one would do another night. So they just all took turns. So they were there like every few nights or so. Okay, yeah. if you just tuned and... in, we're talking about wagging and, and camping out of the concert. Okay, that's where we're at. This has turned into just a movie-length yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. No, that's where we're at. <laughs> well, she she, jag, she she wagged school all of that time, and yeah. then she was then on the front page of the Daily Mirror. Oh, wow. Oh, she's, wow. Still not, she's not learning a lesson here at all. <laughs> no. Where is she Never now? Yeah. Where's Belinda now? She lives in Harrington Park. She's like one of my besties. And oh, we're both great. Really she's a truancy officer now. She knows how it's done. <laughs> if, she's wagging, if she's wagging that much, she must work in politics. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. Lovely to speak to you. Let's get to Andrew and Ashcroft. Hello, Andrew. Hey, g'day, boys. How are we going? Very good, good mate. mate. All right. How'd you get caught wagging? Oh, mate. This is the things you do, how stupid you can be when you're young. Mate, um, decided to jig school. Wasn't a big fan of school, obviously, where a lot of kids weren't at that time. With my brother... And a mate of his decided to dig school as well. Problem was, he was at a different school. So um, we caught up with each other. We had, had a little cub house we built down there. Mate had all the Milo and everything else you want down there. We had a uh, great little setup. And um, anyway, we decided to have a rock fight I'm pretty energised by the. Other the... School decided he wouldn't duck. So, oh, no. Know, yeah. Cracked him in the head. He Ooh. ended up needing uh, 15 stitches. So we couldn't really not take him anywhere. So we had to take him to a doctor and then that's, oh. that's how we got caught. But Andrew, so. I like it. just goes that we ended up having a rock fight. Rock like, fight. like that's the missing scene it from is. Ferris Bueller. 100%. Like they did everything. They went, oh, we've got too much movie. Oh, what scene do we cut? Oh, no, cut the scene out fight. where they stone each other. Yeah, <laughs> just jacked on Milo. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. We did stupid things. See, that's it. Good times, Good Andrew. On you, mate. Thank you for your call, mate. Let's get to uh, Tian. Hi, Tian. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good. Great to have you on the show. Did you get caught wagging? 
Yes, I did. All right. How so? Well, to kind of cut it short, I shit myself. Whoa. Okay, that's oh, short. That is short. Uh, and, and scene. <laughs> and scene. That's getting caught short, not cutting it short. Well, what happened was it was sports day and we flagged school and we snuck away and then we're like, oh, we've got to be back before it ends. Mm. So when we went to go to the gate, we noticed there was too many teachers hanging around and I was busting to go. Mm. And so I realised, I'm like, oh, we've got to walk around the long way. And that took about 10 minutes. So we're walking around and then we stuck through the agriculture area and we're pretty much doing like World War Two kind of like war crawl, like yeah, trying yeah. not to be detected. And I'm yeah. like, I can't hold it anymore. I can't hold it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you have a little bit of an upset tummy, <laughs> too. And then we're, we're walking through the gates so and the teachers are like, what are you doing in this part of the school? And I'm like, I've got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so that's how I got caught. Let me guess, you weren't allowed to use the slides the afternoon. <laughs> Everybody, get off the slides. TN's had a go. Ken, there's an interesting story. Uh, it was published in the Daily Telegraph, and they had a, a picture of a Sydney grandmother and her daughter and son-in-law mm-hmm. allegedly spent six months collecting up to 30 bags of cocaine a oh, yeah. night. Yep. A night from a Darlinghurst couple, then taking them to customers across the North Shore and Eastern Beaches. Well, number one, I'm very suspicious about the idea of cocaine going to the Eastern Beaches. But anyway, mm. look, let's just let's just suspend our disbelief for a moment. They're too busy over in the Eastern Beaches, just getting fit and having juices just, and stuff, aren't they? It, just cleansers. There's nothing like just kicking back and eating and drinking a shitload of kale, and then you go, I feel so healthy. Let's get a bag of rack. And just go, go straight what? to the toilet. <laughs> That's right. What are you doing um, to yourself? So she's a grandmother trying to earn a bit of extra money. So yeah, instead of normal normal grandmothers who like to sell maybe some scones at the CWA, that mm. just wasn't cutting it. She no, just no. decided to get people off their scones instead. Money <laughs> 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 and scones, get yeah. off your scones. You've got to give credit where credit's due, though, to the Daily Telegraph. Their mm. front page this morning, the headline of this story. Yeah. Gran of Coke. Gran you got to. Oh, oh somebody that. took the rest well, of the day off after that. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> I'd be worried. I reckon there'd be a few NRL players I might try and snort her then. <laughs> a few, few players thinking, am I going to fit her in my front pocket? Um, the photo that they've chosen to use of this uh, grandmother, this alleged mm. uh, drug mule, at least, um, it's got no, a photo. No, she's not a drug mule. She's a drug cougar. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like that. This drug cougar. Mm. Uh, the picture they found of her is of her floating in a body of water that I would I would suspect is a river, yeah. possible mm. tidal river, mm-hmm. and uh, she's got a little pool noodle there. Yeah. And she's got her sunnies on, and she's got a one-piece that she's had for several years. I'll tell you that right now. That's not a current number. <laughs> and she has got the, the pool noodle, and she yeah. is just floating there and having a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day there, Cam. Yeah. The sun was out, and she's just floating there. How do you get a mm. photo of somebody who's been charged with a serious crime like that and you just go, get the one over on a pool noodle? That'll do it. <laughs> It'll make it unassuming and less dangerous looking. What's, what's the point of doing that? You just go, oh, if people people might recognise her from the pool from noodle. From the pool noodle. And she's got oh, sunglasses yeah. on. You barely know what she looks oh, like there. She looks like she's having a holiday on from all the money she's been making from cocaine <laughs> sales. But who's provided? That's clearly a photo f- from the family, right? It's a yeah. family photo, mm-hmm. probably taken on a vacation. Let's say to Coffs Harbour. Mm. When she's been arrested, right? So he's just gone, have we got any photos of this suspicious grandmother? Mm. He's gone, oh yeah, got some of when we went to Coffs. We had a, we had a bloody great time. Nan yeah. was oh, top form. Oh, she Get looked great with the pool noodle. No, not that one. Not that one. No, not that one. Not the one where you can actually identify her face. No, not that 
one? The one of the pool noodle. The, pool the noodle. pink pool, not the purple, the no, pink one. She no, looks no. like the, not the purple. Looks like she's midway through an acro aerobics class. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she looks like she's got there because she's got chronic hip dysplasia, and yeah. she's down there and she's just thrashing it out <laughs> in the pool, just going, "Oh, my bloody hips! Oh, my bloody hips! Somebody's come along." Just going to take this photo just in case. Sometimes you're charged with uh, possession of drugs. Okay, well, hurry up. I think hurry this was up. this well, was actually nice. this was taken after she was shipping some of the cocaine in the boat sank. <laughs> and she got out. She got out. And all the goods went to the bottom of the harbour. Uh, mm. if, if that's a man overboard situation, that's one I'm not going to tamper with. <laughs> Oi! Oh, okay, pretty good. Oh. Not bad, not bad. I mean, if you're casting memories back to the Tampa mm. incident, which was about 10 or 15 years ago. Mm. It's really niche. I, I thought it was. I thought that was going to be a bigger out. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm still looking for one. Nah, well, you're, you going, got to be, anything? you're going to be waiting a while. Yeah. <laughs> you're waiting a while. I'm happy to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Dead man walking. Don't care. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts in starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people, and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick. I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. And I've already had a cracking day. I do every day at work. I always have fun. But I've been looking forward to this one segment. Mm. Yeah. Because this is part three, ladies and gentlemen. If you've heard over the last couple of weeks when Cam has been in here, we've done animal attacks. It's a quiz on how to best survive specific animal attacks. And it's important stuff. And what have we had, Cam? We've, we've had, had oh, we've had lions. Yeah. We've had the leopard. Bears. We had bears. We yeah. had elephants. All yeah. the stuff you're going to find in the Australian yeah. outback. Sharks, yeah, the likely crops, attacks. Yeah. Sharks. Likely stuff, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, slightly. We've gone further and further down the barrel. Yeah. And right now we're probably in to, you know, household pets. Well, we should have something more pertinent to our environment. Like I was, I took my kid to the to daycare a couple of days ago and he needed to go to the toilets. An outdoor toilet went in mm. there. There's a funnel web spider in there. And I was like, mm. I told them, I was like, oh, you should, you know, there's a funnel web spider in here. And they said, oh yeah, we've been showing the kids that for mm. ages. Done nothing about it. You should <laughs> do, how do you, what do you do if a mm. funnel web attacks you? Um, oh, here's an idea. Well, um, die. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what happens because they're the most lethal spider yeah. on the planet. So I don't know. Uh, one response is go down and have a sleep forever. Um, nap, kids, nap time's been extended for Brett. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't wake him up. He can't be. Anyway. Liam, what we, have we got? Uh, Let's yeah, do this. I'm this so excited. Is, I, actually, I actually think, you're never going to believe this, but I actually think there's more because I haven't had to go as niche as I thought I would with these animals. So this is part three of the When Animals Attack. Okay. Oh, yep. When Animals Attack. Just a bit more Katy Perry there for you, Matt. His headphones are naked. 
It doesn't matter. Right. Use those ones, Ken. Yeah. Grab right. these ones. Just plug those. How do you survive a technical malfunction in a radio <laughs> studio? It. We nailed it, guys. All right. There you, you go. Work together. Yep. As a team. You know why that happened, Cam? Why is that? Because you're wearing a sleeveless shirt. All right. Never All right. again. Here right. we go. First one. Uh, go. Who wants to go first? I'll let you choose. Let Cam go All first. All right, Cam. All right. Here yep. you go. Yep. How do you survive a moose attack? Oh, I, love oh. the, I love the pause on that as well. Mm. Oh, I did not moose see that. Attack. That's a huge pause. How do you survive? They're a big mm. bastard. A moose, moose attack. attack. Well... Okay, from my days hunting moose. Quick um, <laughs> clarification: yes. you don't mean moose knuckle. No, right? no, okay, just... no, no. That is a very different sort of attack. We are talking about the animal. The animal the with the uh, with the giant horns. That's the one. Uh, you are. Supp- I didn't know they ha- attacked, by the way, but you are supposed to um, behave like a bear. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> You are, no? you are very much dead. Are you supposed to show confidence and roar at them like no, a bear? No, no, absolutely not. Oh, that oh, is the okay. worst thing you can do with a moose. You uh, should give it lots of space, back away, change the direction of your travel. If a moose approaches you, it is not trying to be your friend. Mm-hmm. You should run. Uh, the moose likely won't chase you very far as they are not built for speed, which is why they often choose fight or flight. Um, okay. Okay. Now, if you do get knocked down by the moose, yes. down. curl Lay up down. in a ball. Yeah. Protect against kicks and stomps, and yes. do not try to get up until the moose has left. Otherwise, it will attack again. It'll go again. Yeah, really does. Unless, unless that moose has seen the movie The Revenant, right? And then it just <laughs> goes, oh, I'm going to punish you, big boy. I oh, don't. Not from behind. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Cam's died once. Here we go. Bears, your turn. All right. How do you survive an attack by a boar, a wild pig? A wild pig. Mm. Uh, you got, if oh, see if you if there's a tree around, you climb the tree. Mm, very good. Oh. Um, but sometimes boars, like particularly here in Australia, like a, the big boar area, some of the big boar areas are in Western New South Wales, mm. so like Cobar mm. and Broken Hill uh, and places like that. Mm. And there's not a lot of trees for yep. you to escape. So what do you do there. in that case? Um, Pretend to be a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend to be a moose. <laughs> no, no, I would say that you run, you run to the side as it charges you. You, you, you run to the side. Oh, oh. That is spot on, Merrick Watts. Yeah. Uh, the advice that uh, is given if a wild boar charges you, mm. think of it like a bull, mm. and yeah. you are a matador. Hold steady and yeah. jump out of and the way at, at the last, the last yeah. moment. So it charges oh. past you. Get yeah. up quickly and prepare for the next charge, and, and hope it gets tired before you do. Blow its brains out with a shotty. <laughs> <laughs> Make a lovely ragu. All right. Well, <laughs> and then just get a uh, boar, wild boar ragu for dinner tonight. And then get your slightly attractive cousin who takes <laughs> off her top, but not her bra, but an unmatching bra, and then lays over the top of it and take a photo for bacon busters. All right, well That's done, the thing that well happens. Well done, You're still alive. All right, Cam. Um, yes. You've, you've, yes. Died, you've died once. Here we mm-hmm. go. Let's see if you can um, mm-hmm. stay right. alive here. How do you survive an ostrich attack? Oh, Amazing. Great. That's amazing. Okay. You've got to basically run at them. <laughs> run and, at them. Yeah. And you tackle them at the knees because their knees bend the other way and then they'll collapse. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. I feel like I'm, I'm going to give you half a point yeah, okay. because if you do have to fight an ostrich, you should target its legs. Thank you. Um, but... Uh, 
don't run at it. Right. That, but target the legs, though. If, if you have to fight it, well, you're sure, not going to walk up to it slowly. The, the neck you, and the legs. Yeah, he's right. He's, he gets four points there because you've got to run at it. You yeah. don't. If you're going to yeah. make a tackle, you've got to run at the tackle. You don't lay a tackle by you know. Your best bet sauntering. Your best bet. <laughs> your best bet um, is to. You've got to get. It's really tricky if you get yeah. attacked by an ostrich. Actually, you've got to yeah. run for cover, but you've got to assess whether you can make it to the cover. Yeah, because they're pretty if bloody you can't quick. Get there, yeah, don't bother. Yeah, um, and because apparently is, like, you can't punch. Kick, you can't they'll punch kick you face. open. Oh and, yeah. yeah, and apparently their kicks can kill a man. Yes, um, and what they do is uh, is they kick you from behind, and yes. then they will just claw at you. They'll dance and, on oh, your body. They, they do a little in you dance. Yeah, it's seen. The ostrich is seen revenant. It gets you down the ground, just just jabbing in. Well done, Camp. Thank you. Thank you. Half, you a point. Point. Half a point. Half a point. Happy with that. All right, Matt. Full point there. All right, okay. Mez, you've, uh, you're have still alive, Cam. You've died once, survived once. All yep. right, Mez, how do you survive a gorilla attack? Whoa. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. No way out of that one. There is. It's, is there? <laughs> it's a really specific way, too. <laughs> Befriend uh. it. <laughs> like gorillas in the mist. Make sure yeah. you've got a mist machine. Yeah, make sure you've got a mask of Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> That's right. That's a good one. <laughs> That's not the right answer. Oh. No. I was going to say you use Sigourney Weaver as a human <laughs> shield. <laughs> no. Um, yes. Uh, do you get a tribal warlord to shoot it with an AK? No. Um, yeah. I would say, given that they're a primate and it's mm-hmm. going to be a male most likely to mm-hmm. attack, mm-hmm. so a silverback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have deference to the primates. That's it, the way they do it. So I would say that you would definitely you'd, you'd put you'd not look at them in the eyes. You'd look down, mm-hmm. and you would drop your stance to the lowest point you could and flatten yourself out. Well, that Mary, he's very good at this game, Cam. It's very good. That's, you know, and it's good too because that's the same thing you've got to do at a rough gig. <laughs> 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 when you don't stand up to a, to a rough house of people. Cam, can you, come back, your eyes. can you come back next week and we'll do this again? Yes. Because I'm telling you right now, this has got a part four in it. <laughs> this has definitely got a part four in it. Cam, yeah. we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Thanks mate. mate. And a show which surprisingly has taken great interest around the corridors here at Triple M is the TV show on Channel 7, First Dates, hosted, of course, by my mate Sam Mack, who you might hear on uh, from time to time on mm. the show, sometimes on a Friday. Terrific bloke. Anyway, he's the host of it. Last night uh, the, on the episode, there was a, a union between um, Victorian truck driver Jake and he went on a first date with farmer Rebecca. And um, it was it was kind of... Cute but awkward at the same time. In the first date's restaurant, how are you? Oh, good. Jake has just met his date, Rebecca. Very good. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm running blank, eh? <laughs> hey. That's all right. On the odd occasion, I can be lost for words, especially when there's a good sword involved. So, yeah. <laughs> bit, bit frazzled. <laughs> Nervous? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a mullet, but that's okay. We can work on it. We can workshop the mullet. <laughs> oh, does he have a mullet or what? Spiky on top and party at the back. And the man himself, the mullet, Jake, joins me live from Geelong in Victoria. Hello, legend. There you go, mate. Really, really good. Are you just in between uh, loads, are you? Oh, mate, just just kicking back at the moment, waiting, waiting for a load to come through, and then, yeah, stood on home, so... Mate, yeah. uh, listen, uh, congratulations on your date with Rebecca. That looked very, very sweet. But uh, she did notice something that all of us as Australian viewers noticed, Jake, is that you've got a horrendous mullet uh, and it's, two th- it? it's 2017. You're 30 years of age and you were wearing a hairstyle from your birthday. 
Yeah, it's just sun smart, really, mate. That's all it is. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like wearing a Legionnaire hat year round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids do it. Why wouldn't you? Um, oh, that's it, mate. So, how do you explain the Ron Jeremy moustache? Then is that what you're protecting there? <laughs> no, that's just trying to take a bit of focus away from me double chin, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a sunroof on a car that's not that good. You just go, yeah, oh. mate, just, just a bit of a bit of a bloody frost strainer for the beer, so yeah. Uh, that's great, mate. So you went on a date uh with Rebecca who's who's a farm girl. Is that the sort of uh, the sort of girl that you, you like to uh meet, you know, somebody who's from the land? Oh mate, I, I, I like to meet a girl that can actually put up with me. That's a that's a really good start. So Yeah. Yeah. But if, mate, they can, if they can withstand me for five minutes, we, we keep the goals. But, Jake, you come across great on TV. You seem very likeable sort of bloke. I'm kind of surprised that you've had trouble with the ladies. What do you reckon it is? Oh, probably probably the fact that I've got a mullet and a mustache doesn't help <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is two utterly controllable elements, isn't it? It is. It is. The amount of conditioning you go through trying to keep this thing... In, in touch, mate. It's bloody shocking. So <laughs> now, and we noticed that you had a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a kiss with uh, Rebecca at the end of your date, and you're all dolled up. It looked, you know, you guys looked um, like you put a lot of effort into your appearance for the evening. Um, and what about a subsequent second date? What's what's going on there, Jake? Well, mate, we we, did, we went out afterwards, and uh, I know you know what Sydney's lockout laws are like, and yeah. the only place we found was a bit of a karaoke bar, and yeah, we we went there and, and had a, had a bit of a sing and laugh afterwards, and yeah, managed, managed to get on to happy hour, so that was all right, and that was that was about it. But we're just a bit far away from each other at the moment, so yeah, we're st- still in still in touch. But yeah, that's just just the just the distance is getting okay. to us. So. so geographically impossible, is that what you're saying? Oh, pretty much, mate. Yeah, yeah. But you're both in Victoria, Jake. You're a truck driver. Surely you can just drive a truck to go and see Rebecca. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, nah, that's it. Just, just avert, mate. So diesel's cheap, so just do it. It's devastating. It was almost devastating to hear that Sydney's lockout laws almost cost Jake a shot at romance. Like yeah. it was, you know, yeah, the, yeah. they're ridiculous laws, and it was really devastating to, uh, yeah. to hear that they almost cost you a second date with Rebecca, Jake. Oh no, uh, mate, I was as shocked as everyone else was. So, mate, Jake, uh, I mean, she kind of pointed out that the mullet was a bit of a deal breaker. Um, yeah, is is there a deal breaker? For you know, for yourself with a, with a lady, is it a, a particular attribute that they might have? You know, maybe they've got a, a, a chihuahua and a small bag. Uh, is there something you go if you see that? Yeah, I'm sorry, that's I can't, I can't, I can't do that. If if we go out for dinner, and then then you pull the, well, I'm vegan. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have issues. Well, that's blown me away, Jay, because I'm you know I've seen you on television, and I could have sworn that you were vegan because you look you are. Spitting image of Pete Evans. Yeah, no, it was, it was me, Pete Evans, and and an almond milk factory, and we were just having a great time. So. <laughs> oh, listen, mate, we wish you all the best. Uh, you and have you still got the mullet now? What do you, yeah, mate. Do you grow it yeah. out for summer? What do you do over summer? Yeah, just, you put it in a ponytail. What, what, what goes nah, on with that? Let, let it get, let it get a little bit longer. So when you pull the singlet out, mate, it covers covers the entire neck and. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's how we run it. So yeah, just just cover it up. What about you? Got back tats? Oh, a couple, couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I guessed that. <laughs> just that was just, how, how just one that, just one of those things. I just guessed a truck driver with a moustache and a mullet. I just went, you know what? I wonder if he's got any back tats. Have you got? Have you got any calf tats? Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Jake, you're a bloody legend, mate. I wish you hey, all, mate, the, all the best. One more thing before I go, if I could just uh, ask, ask a favour from the viewers. If anyone's got a Kingswood door, 
for a passenger side with no rust in it, just get onto me and um, I'm looking for one. Okay, passenger side, uh, uh, passenger front door. door. Yeah, yeah, HZ, Kingswood HZ? Yeah. Yeah, what colour preferably? What have you got there? Oh, that, that minty green colour. Oh, yeah, spearmint, yeah, spearmint green. green. Uh, no, yeah. not, uh, was it crystal mint or something, wasn't it? That. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, no dramas. I know exactly what you mean. I'm just going to go down to my chop shop that I've got <laughs> here at, uh, at Merrickville and go and find you a door, mate. Uh, mate, just head out west of Sydney there. You'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, mate, they might be on fire. <laughs> Best of luck to you, Jake. Great to speak to you. One triple three five three. Let's open up the phones. What's the one thing, ladies, that you would change about your partner? Do they have a mullet or a moustache? What would you change? Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The next billion seconds are the most important in human history as technology transforms the way we live and work. The smartphone, barely a decade old, has given billions access to information and capacities they've never had before. It's changing what we can do, and it's changing the shape of the future. So what does that future look like? Hi, I'm Mark Pesci, the host of The Next Billion Seconds, a new show on Podcast One. Join me as I speak to some of the brightest minds shaping that world, the people who are spending their lives forming that future. We'll hear about their work in helping shape those next billion seconds. Listen at podcastone.com.au or on the Podcast One app. Yeah, by request, Creed. What? <laughs> have you been, have you been looking up what jocks say on the internet? <laughs> I just knew that that was funny. At least it was to me. Merrickville here on Triple M. That was Creed. Take you higher because, you know, they will do that. Uh, taking your calls, one triple three five three. After speaking to old mate Jake, who's a bloody legend, a truck driver from Victoria, he was on um, first dates last mm. night and uh, he went on a date with Rebecca and then uh, proved out, proved that it couldn't uh, continue the relationship because it was geographically impossible because they live near each other and um, his moustache <laughs> would have to travel. So uh, it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, but we're asking you, what's the deal breaker? Because she... She thought if she could change one thing about old mate Jake, it'd be the mullet mm. that he's got going mm. on the back. Did Georgie ever ask to change anything about you? Did she ever ask you to stop doing stuff? Uh, do you, I mean, do you say to Da Vinci, uh, what can we do about the... Uh... Is one of the things she asked you to stop doing is comparing yourself to Renaissance painters? Uh, he was a sculptor, but yeah, uh, I'm sure... <laughs> Um, Sorry, I should have said artist. He's a, he's a sculptor and designer. Uh, an artist, yeah. Uh, no, I, Georgie, uh, I don't think she's really had the ask. If there's one thing that she would change about me, I reckon, and I know you're listening, sweetheart, big fan of the show. Um, I think she Feel would free to ask, call in, Georgie, if you want. I think, yeah, you know the number, darling. Um, I think she would ask me to stop talking about my daily bowel movements. Ad nauseum. I would like, say I, that's I a fair know, request. I let her know too much. Yeah. And too and too often. I don't know why. I'm at that age now, Liam. Maybe I'm old. <laughs> you know, I'm forty three, almost forty four. Where well, you mean, can't maybe... control them anymore? No, or... no, no, it's good. And it's like it's it, it's all good. It's a hel- it's healthy. Yeah. Everything's right. I just like to let her know the frequency 
and the positioning of and I think that sometimes she's overloaded with that information and she has mentioned on several occasions, I don't like you talking about yeah. it. You talk too much about it. You're boring me. It makes me feel a bit sick. I'm less attracted to you. Anyway, just small things like that. That's really, fair enough. You don't worry That's probably about fair it. enough. Have you? Did you ask her to change anything? There was so much. Didn't you ask her she had so to stop supporting her football team? That was one of the things. Yeah. That was very early and there has been so many things. You know, once she had a friend... And I just said, I don't like your friend. You can't be friends with that friend anymore. And she said, oh, hang on. She just, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, she's just sending me, she's sending me a text message. Hang on just a second. Oh, God. Just, no, I'm knackered. I think it's bath and bed. Cook. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Merrick is literally reading out a text message he's just received from his wife and not even reading it out, just mumbling it to himself. I'm just texting it back. I'm okay, the, good. I'm, good, I wrote, just wrote, good, <laughs> I'm, good, I'm on the radio. Hang on I'm just text we, it. We've asked, we're talking about you. We've asked one triple three five three. what's the one thing you'd change about your partner if you could? Because Rebecca last night ah, on first date. She just sent me a poo emoji. Okay. <laughs> She's funny. She's listening to the show. Legend. <laughs> Terry from London there is called through. Terry. G'day, mate. How you going? Good, good, good mate. Good, 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 mate. Good, good. Asking you on one triple three five three, if there was something that you would change about your partner, what would it be? Well, I don't necessarily have a deal breaker, Mez, but um, what I've got is the door for Jake. You've got what? Oh, what is that? He's got the door for Jake. Yeah, mate. Oh, <laughs> this is so he doesn't actually have a deal breaker, but Jake that's from fine. First Dates last night Terry, we just spoke to. No, that's all good, Terry. You're the first one up on the on the, the, the first cab on the rank there is so you we just mentioned before that old mate Jake who was on First Dates last night, he was looking for what I I've called it a crystal mint um coloured door for a Kingswood H Z uh four door. And you've got one, yeah? Well, Mez, Mez, come on. Nineteen seventy eight H Z Holden. You think you're going to find a door in mint green? The colour won't matter. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you can always you're going to have to match that, aren't you? Or just do a full yeah. respray. But that's, that's not the, the point. job. Well, I just thought no, just because I just thought, wouldn't it be amazing if it was actually that colour? Like that would be that's like hitting the jackpot. That's like you know getting four queens of the Nile. Well, we can put Terry yeah. we can put Terry in touch with with Jake so that they can exchange. That's great. The door. Well, I feel like we've become a bit like Gumtree. Well, no, but... no, 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 no. We've become a bit like first dates. We haven't been able to match Jake with Rebecca. That clearly didn't work <laughs> out. But the good news is Terry from London, Derry, off the bench. I'm not suggesting you go on a date, but you, we've we've <laughs> matched you up pretty door. well. Terry. Yeah, mate, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before, hey, Terry, as a bit of a, as for being a good bloke and calling up and having a the right car door, uh, how'd you like a couple of tickets to the GWS final against West Coast at Spotless Stadium this Saturday? Oh, mate, I'm going to say no thanks. I'm more of an NRL fan. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'd be going. I've got a bucks turn. Otherwise, I'd be going in a flash. I'd love to go to that game, but I just love your honesty, mate. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, right. no, I don't know that I'd go to the um, the GWS. I'd rather go and see the Panthers. So oh, wow. I'll say no, thank you. If you're, are you a Panthers fan? Uh, yeah, me and my brother are. Yeah, me. okay, because I've got none tickets for the Panthers game. So, and we've got some great news for you, Sydney. Yeah, Mez, we've uh, well, uh, we had a call from Terry in London, Derry, uh, yes. who had a door from Jake from First Dates. Yes. We offered him the GWS tickets, and he definitively 
said no. Is it a more of an NRL fan? Panthers supporters. Yeah. But we have uh, Dan from Riverston called up uh, during the ad break, and he is a massive GWS fan. So Good. we have uh, awarded Dan a couple of tickets to the GWS final against West Coast's Spotless Stadium this Saturday night. You can experience the 2017 Toyota AFL finals live with tickets from 35 bucks. Now, I'm not pushing at a barrow. Okay, I'm not pushing a barrow, but all I'll say is I've taken my son to go and see the GWS play at Spotless Stadium earlier this year, and he had an absolute cracking time. Forget about codes of footy or anything like that. Yeah. What they do for families at that ground um, to make them feel welcome and also too, to make it really child-friendly. Very, very family-friendly ground. Outstanding. Mm. And then after that, I took him to a cockfight and yeah. he saw a rooster kill another rooster. Yeah. I should have left it at the footy, I reckon. Yep. But you live and learn. Hey, let's talk about Sydney's new <laughs> zoo. Uh, we're going to get a brand new zoo, a world-class zoo. It's going to be opened in Western Sydney. It's right kind of um, across the four from uh, the Prospect Dam is the best way for me oh, to yeah. describe it. Um, and it's been, it's just got approval from the Planning Assessment Commission. And it's going to have an exotic and native animal conservation sanctuary. But what's really interesting about this um, is it's going to have that kind of no fences, no kind of old school zoo look. It's going to yeah. be like a free range kind of situation. Okay. And they have like glass walls and stuff like that. So you can get up close with potentially lethal creatures, yeah, but right. also see, you get to see them in their more natural environment. It's a really, it's a, I've had a look online, how they set it out. It's really very impressive. And we've got the managing director, Jake Burgess. He joins us on the line now. Hey Jake, well done, mate. Hi, Merrick. Thank you very much. I mean, you didn't actually plan it. You're just the managing director. So, I mean, you just basically just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, Jake's probably mate, been working you, bloody hard on this, Merrick. Essentially, you're, you're the night watchman, so stop talking yourself up. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. no. I, I, I did it all. I did it all. <laughs> <laughs> Standing up, Jake. Okay, so mate, what does this mean? You've got approval and you're going to build the zoo. How did it come about, come about? And how is it different to Taronga Zoo other than the fact that we don't have to go through uh, Mossman to get there, which means we don't have to bypass all of those horny housewives that live there? Um, well, uh, the, the whole idea of this zoo is to provide a, a facility for the families of Western Sydney, basically. Um, so it's accessibility is a key issue. And um, we just think that the time is right. Sydney's a massive city of 5 million people and there's there's more than enough room for two major zoos to, to operate in, in Sydney. Yep. Um, I mean, Taronga's, yep. Taronga's a great zoo, but it is very much on a tiny little peninsula. It, is, you know, it can be difficult to get to. And if I'm not mistaken, Jake, the Taronga Zoo is government-owned, whereas you would be a, a private facility. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's uh, correct. It is. So, what is the difference? What does that actually mean for punters? You know, like me and my family. What does that mean? Does it mean it's going to be, you know, cheaper? Does it mean a different variety of animals? Does it mean that we can go there and we can watch you feed cute animals to lethal animals? What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think we're both very strongly on a mission of conservation, yeah. um, and we both uh, have uh, animal welfare first and foremost in our operating ethos. So, that's the first thing to say. But aside from that. The two zoos are going to be totally different. Um, they're just in a different environment. Um, Taronga's on the harbour, we're out west. Um, and the design um, that we've come up with um, is, is, is sympathetic to the, to the local environment as we can possibly make it. So we're hoping it's going to be uh, seen by the community as an absolutely outstanding facility. 
So you've got this kind of um, ability for people to walk through enclosures, as it were, you know, with, you know, obviously guarded walls of glass or something like that, from what I've seen, Jake, where people can kind of come into proximity with animals and they're not like caged. This is not a cage situation. It's kind of more like an open plains sort of zoo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so what we've done is the, the beauty of starting with a blank sheet of paper is that you, you, can, you can really sit down and... and, and and ponder what's the world's best and and we've gone around to a whole bunch of zoos and and, and sort of picked the eyes out of what we really liked from them and and, and then packaged it all together. Oh, geez, that's in, cruel in, in, on in the animals, Jake. Thing. I'm not sure that RSPCA are going to join you on that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's not what you do to animals, Jake. Yeah, that, that was probably a, not the right turn of phrase. Yeah, I reckon. So, so, so what we've come up with is we're using a lot of um, elevated boardwalks and things like yep. moats and so on to lower the fence heights yep. and, and really allow people to get um, up close to the animals and, and also to hide the fence lines and just create that sense of immersion that you yeah. um, you get like if you're on safari or something like that. I think it's great, mate. From The, the video that I've seen, the, the mock-up video online is incredible. Uh, just very quickly, when do we expect this to be completed, Jake? But we're pushing for an opening just before Christmas next year. Hopefully oh, fantastic. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. that's brilliant. That's a, I think that's fantastic because you can go to Wet n' Wild. You can go and, you know, have a bit of a theme park experience. You can then like, kind of, you know, cross the road as it were, road being the M4, and then you go over and you can go to the zoo or vice versa. It becomes a little bit of a precinct. And I think that's a great thing for, for people in Western Sydney to have you know, some, some precinct style um, attractions like that. I think it's great. Can I just ask you very quickly about two enclosures, Jake? Um, yep. You've got the mongoose and cobra enclosure. Looking forward to seeing that. That's, uh, yeah, yep. that, that's, yep, yep, and yep. that's in a ring of fire. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And yep. also too, tell us about the uh, $14 million Ibis enclosure. Um, oh, sorry. That's Darling Harbour. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. mix, mix that one up. We, we've bought 30,000 wheelie bins. And, um... <laughs> well played, Jake. Well played, son. Nicely done. Yeah. Jake yeah. Burgess, Managing Director of Sydney Zoo, the latest zoo to be built in the new Western Sydney Zoo, uh, just right near Prospect Dam on the other side of the M4. Looking forward to seeing it at the end of next year. Good on you, Jake. Apple has announced it's going to release the iPhone 8 mm. and the iPhone 10. Oh, astonishing technology, but it does beg the question, okay, so what happened to the iPhone 9? Where's where's that? Mm. You can imagine that there was a very awkward meeting at Apple as a result of the, where's the Apple iPhone 9? Guys, we've just seen the final results of the iPhone 8 and the new iPhone 10. Needless to say, impressive. Now... How are you guys coming along with the very important iPhone 9? Good, good, really good. It's uh, it's it's pretty much done, but it's it's good. What do you mean it's pretty much done? We do go on sale next week. Really? Mmm. Mm, uh, oh, we'll be right. Glenn, uh, where are we at with the new screen? New screen? Yeah, the entire wraparound fully glass frameless dual screen with quad four processor. It's great. It's, well, the screens are, we've, we've had some troubles joining the two screens to each other. Mm. How? Well, we tried sticky tape, um, Tarzan's grip, string, gaffer, but to tell you the truth, nothing works. So we just used some plastic on the back like a Nokia. What? But yeah. that will affect the facial recognition technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, there's a problem there as well. Sorry, are you joking? We sent you the recognition technology. Yeah, but we accidentally melded it with the Snapchat app. 
So it should still have the recognition features. Yeah, it, it, it does, but with Snapchat. So it only recognises dick pics. Oh, Jesus. Plus, you know how you wanted a cordless jack? Yeah, that's right. No headphone jack. Yeah. Nah, couldn't do it. We we didn't know where to not put it. What do you mean you didn't know where to not put it? You put it nowhere. It no longer exists. Well, we had a meeting to decide where not to put it on the mm, phone. Mm, and? Mm, oh, we couldn't decide. So? Uh, we ended up putting one where it was originally. But all you had to do was not put one on the phone. <sighs> yeah, sounds easy in hindsight, doesn't it? This is a disaster. We're just going to run with the new 8 and the 10 and hope no-one asks about the 9. Oh, that's good, because, to be honest, they're so flammable. We've been using them as firelighters, haven't we, Glenn? Yeah. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. Uh, Merrickvillite. Merrickvilleman? Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9. Triple